Hi, this is Dr. Sean Handorp, clinical psychologist and health behavior expert, and this is the Motivation Made Easy podcast. Each week, I'll be bringing you science-backed information, strategies, and inspiration to master your relationship with food so that you can feel in control of your habits, respect your body, and free your mind to focus on the things in life that truly matter. I'm a clinical psychologist, and I've had years of experience doing research and patient care in the field of weight management and eating disorders. So I've had the insider view on understanding what works and what we're getting very, very wrong. In this podcast, you'll find practical information and tips based on motivation science, interviews from experts, and stories from real people and how they've navigated their relationship with food. My goal is to empower you with information, inspire you to make changes that fit you, and feel 100% supported along the way. So settle in and make yourself comfortable, and get excited to learn and take action for a better, healthier, more energized life. Do you ever worry that you're wasting your life? I definitely did. In fact, I wrote that in my journal many years ago when I was in the middle of the diet binge roller coaster ride. I woke up every day thinking about food, my body, and what I would eat that day to quote unquote be healthy. The notebooks I had filled with calories and points could fill up a spare bedroom. Social events and vacations immediately prompted the thought they will notice I've gained weight or I need to lose weight by then. Deep down, I knew I wasn't living life the way I wanted to but I didn't know how to pull myself out of it. If this is you, I want you to imagine what it would feel like to feel empowered in your body and proud of your choices on a consistent basis. I promise you this is possible and it isn't too late. You see, dieting steals our motivation. It makes us ineffective and lose faith in ourselves. It keeps us spinning our wheels in a system that was never built to work. If you're ready to take that first step to motivating yourself with what matters to you, download my Cultivate Powerful Motivation Guide, which is quite beautifully designed if I say so myself, and walk through the simple three steps to cultivate motivation that works for you in 15 minutes or less. You'll get a simple formula to write one sentence at the end that you can use to motivate yourself on a daily basis. You can write this sentence on your bathroom mirror, put it on the background of your phone, or just read it and repeat it in your mind consistently. Look, I know how much it hurts to live a life worrying that you're missing out, not stepping into the person that you were truly meant to be. You can listen to the podcast all day, but taking that first step, putting pen to paper or typing on your phone is required for true lasting change. It's time to start living, my friend. So it's 100% free. What are you waiting for? Grab your free guide today at drhondorp.com forward slash motivate. That's D-R-H-O-N-D-O-R-P.com forward slash motivate. And before we dive into today's episode, just a reminder that this podcast and corresponding blog are for informational and educational purposes only and should not ever be construed as any form of professional advice. If you are struggling in any of these areas or trying to figure out how this applies to your specific situation, always consult a professional for guidance. All right, let's dive in. It was never really about the food. I think most people that recover from an eating disorder or disorder of eating 
or any aspect of this diet roller coaster that many of us find ourselves on due to diet culture, we can look back and we can see that really clearly. But when you're in it, it does not feel clear. It feels very much like it's very much about the food, your body. If you could just change your body, you'd feel better. And our body gets projected a lot of hate, negative emotions on it due to this. And there's a partly a, an adaptive reason to this because we are told that our body weight is controllable. It's something we can change that so can give us this hope that I will not have to feel this pain. The good and bad news is the pain underneath is the real cause. And while that can be wildly uncomfortable to deal with, it's actually way more effective. You will actually see results and the outcome you want when you find ways to move through your emotions with kindness, compassion, and support, supporting yourself and also getting other support. So today I want to tell you a story. I want to talk to you about the number one predictive factor for long-term behavior change. And I want you to really be thinking about how are you setting up the supports in your life and how are you setting yourself up for success or failure with these this number one predictor? So let's dive in today. So in doing this podcast, I, for better or for worse, reflect a lot on a lot of things. And it's good and bad because I love what I do, but it's a lot of thinking. But I was thinking back to when I first saw it therapy and treatment for my eating disorder. I was 18 when I first was brought by my mom to go to see a therapist who specialized in eating disorders. And the therapist did what we often do, which is, I don't remember a lot about the first session, but she wanted me to keep a food journal from session one to session two. So I came back to session two And I had all this rationale about why I didn't want to keep a food journal. I was too fixated on food already and it wasn't helpful. And, you know, I don't have the best of memories. I'm not 100% sure what happened next. But I do remember her very quickly wanting me to get on an SSRI, um, which I didn't really want to do. So I don't believe I saw her very much after that. Um... And I I remember having this vivid memory at that time of deciding perhaps or envisioning a place where girls who were struggling could go and have someone kind of walk alongside them and try to understand. And, you know, I'm sure that therapist was doing what she thought was best. And it's it's interesting because it highlights what we know about therapy, which is the therapeutic relationship is the most important change factor and kind of feeling seen and heard and understood by your therapist is very, very important for, for change. It's not the only factor, but it's very, very crucial. And I had this image back as an 18 year old that I still remember to this day where I just wish this therapist would like take me out to like a park and like swing on a swing set next to me and just like talk about what I was feeling like 
And I remember thinking, I will do this differently when I'm older. So I don't know if that's where I decided. I didn't decide for sure psychology till sometime in college. Um, it wasn't that long after. But I have this very vivid image of that. And it's, I think, a really good metaphor for what we're talking about today, which is the number one predictor of long-term change is feeling seen and appreciated and having spaces that you can go and express what you feel without judgment and work through whatever it is. And not to oversimplify, but if we were going to oversimplify, that is key. And yet we can get really caught up in really what comes to addressing symptoms versus addressing the underlying cause. And unfortunately today in our world, I feel the level of disconnection immensely between humans. We are in a really difficult spot with learning to connect authentically with one another without judging, without jumping to judgment. I very strongly think that social media and the use of our phones is a big piece of this. Um, If you haven't heard me talk about it before, I highly recommend the book Digital Minimalism, but this is already hard. Vulnerability was already hard before social media. It's not the only problem. Connecting with people, not judging, is so, so crucial for overall health, and yet it's really an overlooked factor because it feels too big, it feels too messy, it feels too intense. And of course, that is what therapy can offer. But I will also say that one of the things that I've been reflecting on within the body respect community, my online program community, how can we best help people? One of the things we added this uh, second cohort that we just started, uh, well, it's November now, so we started it in October, is we added, and really not added, but we increased the community connection and support based on things that I've gone through in my online programs that I've taken. So I've taken a couple online programs, one um, called Digital Course Academy, an online program about building online programs that was a very, very good program. And the content was really good. What they're saying was amazing what she was saying, Amy Porterfield, but really the crucial piece that helped me the most besides the really great step-by-step framework is also the community that supported me. So we had in that program, what's called support, uh, or we call them accountability pods and uh, basically a groups of like two to four people that would meet regularly, weekly, every other week to talk about how it's going with building an online business and an online program. And while Amy, the person who did the course, uh, has built an amazing thriving business that was, she started off 11 years ago. So she's not at the same place that we are. And it's amazing to have like my favorite part of the program is I have these other amazing human beings who I talk to regularly who are in the thick of it with me right now. And that's something that, you know, is hard to get with one-on-one therapy. And that is why in the body respect program, I've worked to increase that because whatever problem you are working through, you need a safe space to work through it. Meaning a safe space to express your doubts and to express your frustrations and to 
get angry that it's not easier and to be sad that you have to deal with this and you need a place where you're going to not feel judged and not stress about negatively impacting the other person, but just be able to be seen, heard, and supported for where you are right now. And of course, like I said, a therapist can absolutely do that. And that's why therapy is so effective for so many things, including disordered eating or all these things we're talking about, but it's really something that can enhance or accelerate your process with moving through it. If you can find a supportive community specifically for whatever it is you're struggling with, even if it's, I don't know, learning to play tennis. Um, if depending on how much struggle is there for you, I know tennis is hard for me, but actually fun fact, I, uh, I'm recording this the day after my first uh, adult tap class. I've never taken tap before, and I'm taking adult tap. So it's a short, uh, like, six-week, I think, adult tap class that I've started. And um, so far, it's really fun, but it's, I would imagine, going to get harder. And uh, it's just, like, cool to have people that are in it with you, particularly if it's something you're really struggling to learn, to empathize and to help keep you going with whatever thing you're trying to learn. Of course, the more shame that's tied around what you're trying to learn, such as getting out of the chronic dieting cycle and experiencing freedom and peace with food in your body, that tends to have an immense amount of shame, despite so many of us uh, walking around have that struggle because primarily because of diet culture. And yet we suffer in silence, we think there's something wrong with us, and I can tell you all day that there is not, but it's one thing for you to hear someone say it who's maybe been through it, but it's been a while, but it's another thing to see if there's other people actively struggling. I experience this on a regular basis. My favorite things about my online communities and building, let's, you know, building a business or um, doing a podcast or all the things when I'm struggling, it's so immensely helpful every time to realize that the reason I'm struggling is not because there's something wrong with me. It's because it's a new skill and it's challenging and makes me uncomfortable sometimes. And it's such a nice reminder when I see other people posting about things that they're struggling with, or when I see other people in like my business calls who are expressing similar struggles, it is immensely helpful every time. So like I said, within the body respect program, that's something that we are um, really focusing on more so and seeing a lot of positive benefits from that because there's a lot of people still stuck in diet culture mentality, maybe intensely, maybe mildly. Um, I, I still remember the comment that Dr. Jillian Murphy made. I had her on several weeks ago. And she had said that diet culture used to be really overt and obvious, like our Slim Fast and our Jenny Craig's, and now it's more covert and subtle and uh, it hides. And it can be show up in the form of rigidity or the, you know, not official diagnosis, but eating disorder, uh, orthorexia, which is really an obsession with all things health in a really rigid way. And we can praise these uh, people for, for something that 
really deep down is not healthy. It's not flexible and it's not serving them because it's not really balancing physical health um, with emotional health. They are both not separate. They're the same. And so it's really important that we remember to kind of take, take a step back, look at the big picture and really make sure so many of us do this when we are in the thick of any problem is we fixate on maybe not feeling body shame and that's the temptation to diet or we don't want to feel self-doubt so we avoid things that would really serve us or we don't want to feel uncertainty so we don't make a change in our job situation or perhaps we don't want to feel uncomfortable or vulnerable or fear rejection so we don't assert ourselves in our relationships the way we deserve to or perhaps we need to make a change in our relationship and we don't really want to because we don't want to feel alone, but perhaps a deep sense of knowing is that we really deserve something better. And in my experience, it's not one or the other. You don't solve, I mean, you can certainly solve diet mentality first and then address some of the other things because a lot of times the other pain is covered up by diet mentality, but you can also address things simultaneously. I think that's sort of what I did. The more I address the important changes in my life, the more not over-focusing on my body became easier because I was more fulfilled. I felt more supported. I had more people in my life that saw me for who I was. And it's a journey. There's I continue to trust my gut more and more when it comes to who you spend time with and who's your support system. But This episode is really a long-winded way to say that the number one predictor of long-term change in anything is our social support system and the quality of our relationships. And that can be your family, your friends. It can be the family you choose. Um, It can be your therapist or other supported professionals, your therapist. physicians, your your mental health team, your medical team, uh, and they are going to really be the predictive factor, and yet we always blame ourselves, right? We always are saying, I just need to be better, I just need to cope differently, I just need to change, I need to be less critical, I need to be think of myself as more worthy, and while that all may be true, We always underemphasize or under-respect the impact of our environment. And although it can be really hard, you deserve a really positive social environment. And so as we finish this episode, I'd love you to think about what is one small thing that you can do to improve your social support system today. So this might be being honest with your partner and saying, I'm really struggling with X thing. So it might be being vulnerable within your current relationship. It might be, I really want to make more friends that are at my point in my life. And the cool thing is, well, it is winter now, so it's a little more challenging, but I send people all the time to meetup.com. It's a place where when I lived in different cities, I would go on and learn about different events going on. They have events in lots of different places for pretty much every activity you could imagine. So 
checking that out, connecting with people on social media, but then maybe taking your conversation off social media. I highly recommend talking to people on the phone, on the video chat or in person, if that's safe to do so, because those interactions go way farther than texting. I mean, texting is fine, um, but it is not ideal for true connection. It's not ideal for what we're talking about here. So I hope you will listen to this and just say, what is one thing I can commit to doing to improve my existing supports or go out and get better, um, expand my network and, and find some better supports. So maybe you will, like me, join an adult tap class. Who knows? So maybe do, maybe do a Google search and just spend a little time um, researching. You don't have to come up with the answer, but just invest a little time, maybe just 10 minutes a week, investing a little bit of time in how to improve your social support system. Over time, it's going to add up, and it's over time going to be the thing that predicts what whether or not you move towards or away from this idea of like optimal health and well-being. And again, it doesn't it looks different for everyone, but social support is incredibly key. So can't wait to hear what you decide to do. You can tag me on social media at psychology.of.wellness if you'd like and let me know. Or you can email me if you'd like at support at drshawnhondorf.com. All right, everyone, have a wonderful week, and I will talk to you soon. And if you haven't already, make sure you download my free guide to seven satisfying snacks that will actually that you will actually want to eat. So make sure you grab that. It's really quite well designed, if I do say so myself. Use my yearbook skills and Canva, and I had a great time putting together some cool pictures and really fun snack ideas. They are plant-forward snacks, meaning mostly plants, and uh, I think very, very tasty and all very easy to make. So grab that today at drhondorf.com forward slash satisfy. That's D-R-H-O-N-D-O-R-P.com forward slash satisfy. So grab that for free today. Thank you for tuning in today. Your time is valuable, and it means so much to me that you're here. Despite the title of this podcast, many of our topics are not always easy. Change is hard, and let's face it, life and truly looking inward at ourselves can be uncomfortable. That's why I'm grateful. Grateful for you and your willingness to listen, learn, and keep an open mind. I invite you to learn more by going to drshawnhondorp.com or finding me on Instagram at psychology.of.wellness. If you're enjoying this podcast, it would be amazing if you could give it a review so more people can find it. Thanks, and I truly hope you have an energetic and inspired day.